Blog Talk Radio. You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR Trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. Welcome back to another broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. Today is Thursday, September 1st, 2011. I mean, can you believe it? September already, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then a new year coming up on us fast. So time is moving way too fast, isn't it? Or does it just seem that way when you're getting older? I don't know. But before you know it, we'll be in 2012, another year gone by just like that. Reminds me of a saying by Benjamin Franklin, since you are not sure of a minute, throw not away an hour. Well, we'll be here for an hour and a half, and we appreciate you tuning in this evening. If you'd like to join the conversation, our call-in number is 347-826-9170. You can keep up with our shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash truthabouttrucking. And be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites. And also take a few seconds to become a uh, follower of the show. Uh, by clicking on the uh, follow button on the Truth About Trucking Live homepage. And as always, Donna joins me as co-host, and we'll be discussing TSE, Truck Stop Electrification, which appears to be gaining momentum again as a handful of companies are slowly adding electrified parking spots in various installation areas, but still others remain uh, maybe a little leery of hosting a little of, um, electrification providers and are taking a wait-and-see attitude. So what does the future hold for this uh, TSE uh, technology? Uh, we'll find out what the future holds, and because we have the guy with the answers. He's a senior editor of Overdrive magazine, and he returns as our guest this evening to further elaborate on his recent article about TSE in the August 2011 issue of uh, Overdrive magazine. And um, let me get this thing here. This thing's popping up on me, Donna. What is that? Oh, well, just something here, something here on my uh, switchboard. Let me get up here. Uh, let's see. Right here. Show intro right back. Uh, just bear with me here for a second. I got to get this thing off of here. Coffee cans right back. Sponsor. Okay, so, uh, but anyway, that's our show for you this evening. We'll find out um, what this is all about. Uh, our guest again is Max Badera, uh, senior editor of Overdrive Magazine. You can check it out at overdriveonline.com, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about this TSE thing and see what the future holds. So, coming up on this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. So, stay with us, and we will be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. 
me down an endless hole. What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll. Hey truckers, are you tired of not being able to find a place to take a break? Are the truck stops and rest areas full at night or you just want to take a break from the sleeper? Hotelsfortruckers.org will help you find a hotel where you can fit in. Choose from thousands of trucker-friendly hotels across America that accommodates a 75-foot-long tractor trailer and you can get great discounts and specials through Hotelsfortruckers.org. And if you're traveling with a pet or a smoking preference or need laundry facilities, the free information on the website includes an extensive database to locate the address, phone number, and direct web links to the hotels. And if you use a hotel room at least one time per year, then you can take advantage of the $10 annual membership, which allows easy access to view hotels, which offer additional CDL trucker discounts, nationwide hotel chain discounts, and even room coupon specials. Hotelsfortruckers.org's database is comprised of the most extensive list of properties that offer the most needed trucker amenities. So visit the website today, Hotelsfortruckers.org, to find the hotel that is right for you. Hotels for Truckers was built by a trucker for truckers to help you get in where you fit in. That's Hotels, the number four, Truckers.org. Okay, we're back. Uh, I can hear Donna rustling back there in the background, and now she's in here on the computer, and she's just going back and forth like crazy. But we're back, and we welcome Overdrive Magazine senior editor Max Videra to the, uh, back to the show. Hi, uh, Alex. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us again. Glad to have you here. Well, I'm happy to be here. I uh, really appreciate the invitation. Well, we're always glad to have you. Last time you were on the show, we just we had a lot of lot of guests and and callers, and we just didn't get a chance to chat with you as much as I wanted to. But you wrote a great article in um, in Overdrive magazine about this uh, truck stop electrification, and you know, according to the according to your article, TSC providers, you know, I saw where you were saying that they're saying that the key to really getting this truck stop electrification issue moving is to see more of a demand for it from owner-operators and fleets that are willing to pay the little $1 or $2 an hour for the service. But I remember in years past, these TSC locations that I saw were nearly always full. So so why the reluctancy now? Where, where are we going on this? Well, I think one of the problems that the industry is facing is that uh, Idle Air uh, was the sort of the pioneer in the industry, and um, they had some they had some financial problems, um, maybe some poor site locations and uh, uh, a labor-heavy type of um, uh, business model that led to sort of its downfall and uh, ultimate uh, bankruptcy uh, about three, I believe it was three years ago. And that sort of uh, set back the entire industry, which for the most part was idle air at that point. And uh, since then, um, a few companies have uh, started making inroads into the industry, uh, locating some sites around the country. But at this point, we're still fewer than uh, 50 
uh, truck stops and travel plazas and other locations around the country. So it's it's the 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 original move into the um, business uh, kind of flopped, and now uh, it, it's this sort of the second round, if you will, of uh, the uh, TSE movement uh, in in the country. So it's uh, a truck stop industry, at least in part, is somewhat leery because of what happened before. And um, they're on the trucker side, there are a lot of truckers who um, just don't find very many locations around the country. So they either don't know about it or uh, sort of like the truck stops were, were left in the lurch when um, Idle Air uh, closed up shop a few years ago. So it's it's sort of in that second round, and it's uh, slowly building up, and we'll see how, how much uh, you know how successful it's going to be in this round. Yeah, I was kind of looking at a map online that was showing the locations, and it's you know obviously pretty scarce and what it was in the past, but that's right. You know, you you give it though. You know, to be to be on the level here though, I mean that was probably the management of uh, of Idle Air at that time, but now you know they're. Uh, you know, under new ownership and really coming out and straightening things out, doing a great job. Uh, I mean, that that would seem like it would have some kind of effect on on uh, you know the truck stops looking at it a little bit harder. I would think. Well, I think so. I know that Idle Air is, um, and they they have dropped the E from the end of their uh, previous name, and it's now Idle Air with no E at the end. But uh, they right. have uh, taken. Um, some of their previous equipment and have relocated it at some other locations around the country. I was recently in California, in Northern California, and came across a location uh, at a Love's uh, travel location where uh, Idle Air has uh, set up kind of a demonstration location. There there was equipment still in place, and I saw several uh, trucks lined up and using the equipment. So I think there there will, there is a demand there. Um, it's just uh, whether there can be enough locations to fulfill it for for those who are familiar with it and want to take advantage of it. Um, there's also a project that uh, is underway between uh, Shore Power Technologies and Cascade uh, Sierra Solutions, uh, which is uh, a prominent um, facilitator in the um, sort of the anti-idling and uh, uh, truck e- equipment movement to reduce idling and, and reduce emissions. And uh, they have a joint project underway with the Department of Energy that's funding uh, 50 truck stop locations uh, around the country with a federal grant. And uh, that's that's a situation where the truck stops uh, do not have to put up any of their own money at all. And it's the federal government that's uh, providing the nickel, and uh, they're underway uh, looking for truck stop locations to to, uh, take advantage of this program. So um, there are efforts underway. Uh, A couple of people have noted that they think federal funding, at least now, is going to be the the primary um, facilitator for this, and uh, how much private money is going to go into this, I think remains to be seen. Well, that would definitely be a program you would think they'd be looking at. And Don, are you back on with us? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Donna. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Max. How are you? 
I'm doing great. It's a wonderful day out here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, you you heard him t- talking about the um, the federal grants. Yes, yes, I I heard him talking about that, and well, I think um, the the need is there uh, with all the anti-idling now, the laws and the emissions uh, and everything. I mean, it, whenever you have a need for something, then you're gonna you're gonna see everything else follow. Yeah, Max. I mean. As- as these anti-idling laws come into more and more effect, more than they already are, uh, that's got to play a big role on this. Well, absolutely. I think if you look at the uh, uh, financials of it, the, the, the dollars and cents, um, if you're a trucker and you decide you're going to need uh, heat or cold uh, to get through the night or on your break, uh, or, you know, we've been looking at $4.00. Uh, a gallon diesel lately, and yeah. uh, you you run uh, you run your big rig for eight to ten hours a day, and that that adds up really quickly. So you compare that with maybe a buck uh, to two bucks an hour uh, running through a, a TSE location, and and right there you're you're saving money. Um, so so that that's one factor. Now now another uh, factor that's Sort of related to this is the fact that uh, some people advocate, well, maybe the solution is to buy an auxiliary power unit. Well, there again, you're looking at a very expensive upfront uh, cost of maybe two to three thousand dollars to do that. And uh, depending on how much you use it, you can probably pay it off pretty quickly. But it's uh, coming up with that uh, that money upfront to to get that underway. So. Uh, if if you don't feel you can do that, uh, you know, paying uh, a buck uh, to two bucks an hour uh, for the TSE is is probably a, a good decision right now. Well, <clears throat> I just want to say there there are a couple of things to that. Um, as far as the uh, APUs go, not everyone is an owner operator, and uh- there's a lot of company drivers that don't have that choice. And they're very fortunate if their company does have an APU. Um, but even so, you know, there's times when they break down and so forth. Um, or even if you have an APU, you can uh, lengthen the life of it by um, by plugging in and just going off of the uh, TSC for that. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, I, I look at it like it's it's not about TSE or APU. Yeah, it's but not a versus. It, you know, it, it's not it, like what's it, better, the one or the other. I mean, really, it's, it's a almost, combination. Yeah, actually, I mean, is. I mean, you're offering uh, you're offering uh, more uh, additional choices. I mean, you know, the uh, isn't that right, Max? I mean, the APU could just plug right into the shore power. Well, well, actually, uh, depending on the unit you have, you really wouldn't even need uh, shore power for that. You you could run it, you know, the the uh, the unit separately. But uh, you know, there are a lot of lo- some of these uh, TSE locations are plug-ins, and so if you have yeah. uh, maybe a, a generator or a uh, or a window air conditioner or something like that, um, or uh, or a you know, a fan or whatever your your cooling or heating device is, uh, you'd be able to take advantage of that. So, yeah, it's it's not any either or. It's um, it's really uh, finding an alternative to idling. I think is is right. what we're talking about here. Right, and Donna, that's kind of pretty much what we were saying too. Which which uh, 
uh, I mean, the more choices, the better. Yeah, you always. I'm I'm a person, Max. I have to have Plan A and Plan B at all times. Yeah. <laughs> and and well, sometimes well, there's even a C in there. It's interesting, too, in the course of doing the story for Overdrive, I talked with uh, some some operators out there, and admittedly they were, uh, some of them were owner-operators who are, are really the ones who, who have to make the financial decision in the first place. I mean, they, um, right. you know, the money's coming out of their pocket to, to provide uh, these services, and uh, um, I know that uh, there were some uh, operators who, uh made their routes based on where they could find uh, a truck stop uh, electrification location. And uh, they would they would set up the route that way to, to take advantage of that. And so, you know, if, if they could save 50% or more on, uh, on what their, what it would cost to heat or cool their, uh, their cab, they would, they, they certainly wanted to do that. Um, but I, well, I read Is there a, a general? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. When you said there was a locator, I was—I uh, know a lot of people uh, want to participate in this, and they and they ask, is there a general locator where all the truck stop uh, electrification uh, uh, places are? Yeah, there's um, a website. Uh, let, I'll try and find that location, but yes, the, uh, I believe it's the Department of Transportation maintains. A website online that you uh, can go to, and it's it's marked by location. Many of them are um, in the southeast and east. There are some along the west coast. Uh, many of them are located along major uh, corridors, major interstate corridors. Um, a few have located in uh, Tennessee, and uh, there are some in Texas and California, and. And uh, and several in, in Oregon and Washington State as well, but yes, uh, you you would be able to find uh, a, an address like that, and I'll, uh, I'll 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 look that up and pass that along. Yeah, I have one too. I don't have it pulled up here, but we can put that on a post something or later, and everything. But let's grab a caller here. I've got um, uh, let's see, caller from uh, Tennessee, area code eight six five. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Hi, this is Mike Fielding with uh, Idle Air. I've been listening in to a great conversation, so I just thought I would join and see if I could uh, help with any uh, any part of the discussion. Well, yeah, you're more than welcome. So, uh, have, have you have you uh, listening from the beginning? I did. I was a little bit late getting on. I had a little bit of trouble with uh, getting my iPad going, so I missed the very probably first five minutes. Oh well, that's okay. Uh, I just want to introduce um, Mike. Mike was on the show. We had a, a show about two, three months ago with Idle Air. And uh, Mike, um, if you could introduce yourself, are you the CEO of Idle Air? I'm the president. Uh, Ethan Garber is our CEO, and he's out of the country, so he's not joining. Otherwise, he would uh, probably try to call in as well. So hopefully, I can. Okay, well, help it's a bit. good to have good you to on. Yeah, and uh, to everybody, um, Idle Air is one of our uh, bronze sponsors for the uh, 2011 Truck Driver Convention, as well as AirDoc. So, um, just want to say. Hi, Mike. This is Max Kavitra. Max, good to hear your voice. Good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. You might uh, maybe go through what your plans, uh, Idle Air's plans are for expansion in the next uh, year or two. I I know that. 
you you've uh you have a lot of uh sites that you're looking at and developing currently uh, maybe you could go over some of those and what the plans are yeah sure. and, Mike, and, Mike, uh, we are, uh, and Mike let me just add real quick if you have a speakerphone on if you could if you could kind of cut that off because it's uh it's giving some feedback here okay I've got my iPad on let me turn that off that might be part of it yeah that's just the old radio thing the old feedback but uh yeah glad to have you on and you and Max uh, can go over things and just uh fill us in on um, what the future holds for idle air is the feedback any better now? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. If, uh, if not, I've got an earpiece I can take out if it isn't. Yeah, sure. The, uh, uh, we actually just opened up a couple more sites here in the last two weeks. One's in Shepherd, Texas. The other Playsville, Pennsylvania. And we are working on some other sites still in Minnesota, another uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, another Texas. We will be building. We're actually building right now as we speak in Dalton, Georgia, uh, White Pine, Tennessee, getting ready to start Kearney Point, New Jersey, which um, was very close to, I think, the number three site in terms of volume historically. So that's uh, that'll be a good site to get started. That's at a uh, those three that I mentioned are Pilot Flying J locations. We're working on another one to start up shortly in Lebanon, Tennessee, near south out of Nashville. And let's see, we've got two that are underway in Arizona. Uh, one's in Benson at Alaz, the other's at San Simone. Those will be finished by the end of this month. So we'll have four or five more sites actually operational by the end of this month. That'll put us at 26, and we're still hoping to be at 30 by the end of the year. So we're uh, we're past the days of things coming down and in the days of construction, and actually pretty excited about that. Yeah, I remember last time you were on the show, you were telling us about um, uh, still getting some feedback there um, about how y'all were growing and everything. But uh, so, Max, I mean, and take us a little bit through your article. Uh, I mean, I know there was a lot of concerns and and things with the you know the truck stops and things, but I saw where you had interviewed uh, several owner operators, and uh, all of them seemed uh, you know. Very pleased in the past with the you know with a service like this. Well, I think that's true. Uh, I found that uh, truckers who have used the service in the past have are are, are satisfied uh, users, and uh, I think that uh, that's that's been maybe one of the hurdles. And Mike can maybe speak to this as well that. If you haven't tried it, uh, you may have some reservations about it, and and maybe the, the, from the cost standpoint, and or maybe how difficult it would be to uh, set up the the, uh, the attachment uh, inside your cab. But those who have used it, I think uh, by and large are are happy with it, and uh, um, there there were some maybe some cost issues in the past that I think have been addressed. So. Uh, those who've used it are, are sort of uh, happy and satisfied, and those who haven't uh, maybe uh, need a, a demonstration to maybe go to some of these locations that you've mentioned and, and where some of the other companies have located facilities and, and maybe try them out and, and take a look at them because I think that uh, these companies, um, if they don't have somebody on hand, uh, a person there to guide you through it, uh, I most of them have a, 
a number you can call and uh, get get some help about uh, how to go about using it. So it's uh, it's sort of one of those things where you where you need to try it to to see the difference it can make. Yeah, and Mike, I know that you know we've talked before. Where I mean, I know you had hurdles to overcome. You know, from the former Idle Air folding in 2008, but mm-hmm. uh, every time we hear from, it seems like y'all are you know are just growing and you know you're overcoming those hurdles. Well, we have, and I think during part of that time we learned a lot by listening and participating in events, and we had a uh, real good show at Gats uh, last week, including. Uh, music entertainment in the uh, parking area uh, one of the nights afterward, but doing those kind of things so that you're really grounded in what your customer wants and needs and understanding the cost basis and so forth, I think has been one of our real differentiators. And Max is right, the the change, just that uh, leap out and, and try something different, it's hard to break habits sometimes. That's been one of the challenges. But even at that, we're signing up still uh, average 40 to 50 people per day uh, new customers, so that's been a pretty consistent trend for the last few months, and we really expect as we open more sites up and get in L.A. and the places that people really want us, uh, you know, like the, the New Jersey and L.A. and Dallas, we're opening two more sites up in Dallas uh, probably by the end of this year, one in Weatherford, one in Dallas. As people are getting those and, and see our on-site people to help them that first time, and, and then it's much easier, but I think that, you know, habits are hard to change. So I I think Max made a real good point, and we're just asking people to give it a shot. Yeah, well, Max, on your article, you, um, um, I mean, I know you did a lot of investigating on it. I mean, what was, what's the main thrust that you, uh, you, you know, you learned and you found while investigating and doing this article? I think that um, there are various opinions on how far, this movement is is going to advance. Uh, some people think that, uh, and I think probably Idle Air is, is an exception to this, that uh, everyone's going to sort of depend on uh, state or federal funding. And in the current uh, political and um, economic environment we're in, where it's not always a sure thing that there's going to be federal grants out there to, to finance projects uh, such as the uh, the step program that's uh um that I mentioned earlier with shore power and cascade uh, sierra um so idle air is showing that uh, private investment can make a difference here and i i think that uh we're seeing reluctance too by maybe some some truck stops uh to get into this where they might have to put their own money into it but I think it's probably going to prove out that uh, where truck stops do uh, take advantage of this and, and have the uh, equipment installed, that it's going to help them generate more fuel sales, uh, more restaurant business, uh, more um, uh, convenience store sales. So I so I think that it, it's something that's going to help draw uh, customers to their location. Certainly. A lot of truck stops fill up very quickly, and, and maybe um, parking is, a, is is going to be a, a difficulty for for a lot of truck stops. But uh, when you have something such as this uh, truck stop electrification, it, it's maybe something that um, gives you a, a leg up on on your competition, and and could help to to generate more business in the future. So from that standpoint, I think the truck stops could uh, could gain from this. Um, 
remains to be seen whether truck stops are going to put their own money into it. Uh, but uh, the uh, the federal funding is, is is a step in the right direction, and uh, um, if if the, if the demand is there, uh, sort of the chicken or the egg, uh, a lot of fleets are saying that, uh, well, well, we'll do this, but there aren't enough locations out there, and the truck stop industry is saying, well, we need the demand from the fleets and the and the owner operators. So um, it's it remains. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's going to happen there? Uh, you know, will the infrastructure develop fast enough to satisfy the fleets and, yeah. and truckers? Yeah, I hear you. I think there's a uh, maybe a little uh, impatience there, but I mean, you know, it's like like Mike says, you know, idle air they're building up, and uh, uh, I definitely agree the federal funding thing is a uh, is a good thing that could probably. Uh, you know, really draw them in. So, well, listen, i got to take a quick break. Check out Overdrive Magazine at overdriveonline.com, Truck Stop Electrification. Our topic of discussion this evening on Truth About Trucking Live. We'll be right back. And uh, Andy in Illinois will get your call as soon as we return. We'll be right back. You can't find a place, so you're stuck for the night. So you park on the road. And you risk your life I don't know about you But it makes no sense to me If they'd pass Jason's law You'd have a place to sleep Say a prayer For Jason Say a prayer For Joshua and Hope Say a prayer For all the truck drivers Look out on the road, just say a prayer, say a prayer, say a prayer. With the CSA and all the regulations facing drivers in the industry, it's never been more important to stay up on current regulations and more specifically, remain in constant compliance. Compliance for drivers and the industry has never been more crucial. Hey everybody, this is Alan Smith of Truth About Trucking Live, and Trans Products and Trans Services are your full-service transportation material compliance supply and regulatory service provider since 1957. Dedicated to servicing your needs, not emptying your wallet, it's hard enough in these tough economic times to have to spend money to meet regulatory requirements. But with trans products, trans service friendly, sound advice, quality products, and friendly personal attention, they will make you feel like you have a friend and colleague in the industry. From logbook auditing to driver qualification file management, fuel tax filing to UCR filings from on-site training, technical service, you name it, trans services is like having an entire regulatory agency working just for you. And the what, when, why, and how to comply without total interruption of daily operations. So contact Trans Products or Trans Services and Night Leather for more information and a free catalog. Just give them a call, toll free, 1-800-367-9100 or check them out on the web at transproducts.com and request more information about products and services. Highly recommended. They've been doing it for 19, since 1957. They are the experts, transproduct.com. 
This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back, and, you know, we're talking about truck stop uh, electrification and APUs. I wanted to take a moment and talk about comfort and money, which I know are two important things to have out there on the road. I, I think a lot of times we get in situations where comfort and money are two exclusive things, and you sacrifice one for the other. Well, Hodjon is a company that makes the Dynasys APU, and these guys have figured out a way to not only make you comfortable but save you money as well. They recently sponsored a contest called The Most Uncomfortable Night, which gave a free APU to a driver who had the best story about the worst night he ever spent in his truck. And they got some whoppers when they did this contest at Gats in Dallas. Everything from being trapped in a truck with bears outside to some humorous late-night run-ins with the law, there were a lot of drivers who had some stories about being uncomfortable in their trucks. And since the Dynasys APU saves fuel, and provides air conditioning, heating, plug-in power, all of those things that it's nice to have when you're stopped. It's definitely the smart way to be comfortable and save money. And since they know that times are still tough and that credit is tough to come by, Dynasys has actually launched a new program where they're self-financing their units. The program is designed to make payments uh, cost about half of what you're spending in fuel. And with the goal of making APUs available to every hardworking driver. So if you've ever considered an APU but thought you just couldn't afford it, you should talk to the Dynasys guys about this new program. You can call and talk to one of their people and find out how they can get you hooked up with grants that can cover APU costs as well. So call 1-800-289-8282. Again, the number is 1-800-289-8282 or go online and Google search um, Dynasys APU. And uh, for more information, their website is also hodjon.com, H-O-D-Y-O-N. So, um, you know, Max, you were just saying something about the cost of uh, APUs and everything, and, you know, we always know how the economy is with the financing and everything, but, you know, here's a company that's uh, – offering the finance guaranteed financing so i mean uh, i guess it's just another another uh alternative and option to this whole thing yeah i agree that uh any way to uh make it possible for more people to take advantage of uh of these units and to reduce their idling is not only going to be a, a good thing for the uh for the bottom line, for a fleet or for for an owner operator, but also it's going to reduce the emissions that uh, get out into the air, and I think that's uh, that's a goal that uh, most truckers would would be happy about if if they could not only save themselves money and be comfortable, but also uh, reduce emissions, which is uh, which is an important goal in all this. Well, I tell you what, I spent many years out there, and I spent some time burning up in the cab, and I spent some time freezing in the cab, and, man, I tell you what, I would have loved to have an APU or, or you know, something like this at, at that time. And 
But let's take a call here, Mike. Uh, Idle Air, we still have you. I still have you live on here if you want to jump in. But let's grab this call from Andy in Illinois, area code 815. And, uh, well, I hope this is Andy. I'm saying it is, but welcome to the show. Hey, Alan. Uh, yeah, it is Andy. Hello, uh, Donna. How are you all doing tonight? Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm doing you, fine. I'm you you have you have a lot of interest in this, I know. I, I, well, actually, I do. I was uh, I was uh, intently listening here as I'm watching the uh, Cleveland Bears beat the Cleveland or the Chicago Bears beat the Cleveland uh, Browns. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I wanted to see maybe uh, it might be a good idea to see if we could broaden uh, the discussion a little bit as a sure. means of introduction uh, for uh, the other gentleman on on the line. Um, is that my firm uh, specializes in development of rest areas, uh, most specifically on toll roads, uh, where we have the commercial services of restaurants and gas stations. And um, uh, all of the states now, that uh, as they put out new solicitations for redevelopment of these rest areas, are all uh, uh, are, are requiring, so to speak, that a certain amount of the truck parking area be provided with uh, idling technology. Uh, the most recent one was uh, the Delaware House uh, in uh, Delaware on I-95, and uh, there's a current project out right now for the tr for the Maryland House and the Chesapeake House in Maryland, also on I-95, for complete redevelopment. And there will be idling technology provided at those locations in Connecticut uh, at their travel plazas are including that, and I know Florida's Turnpike has. So um, that's one area that uh, that I think um, you know should probably be uh, maybe talked about or, or, or discussed more. And then the other thing is is that um, in the conventional rest areas that are located on non-tolled interstate highways, um, we just uh, became involved with a project in Virginia where we're going to we're going to look to see whether or not we can uh, incorporate some idling technology. Uh, at, uh, at maybe one or more of those rest areas. Well, and, and so just, what, what's your website again? My website is uh, www.warcaba, and I'll spell that, W-A-R-C-A-B-A.com, www.warcaba.com. Well, it's funny you bring up the rest areas because, uh, and and uh, I haven't welcomed you know our guest to the show. I see our our lines are our lines are really full. Appreciate you being here and those in the chat room. And it's funny you bring up the rest areas because they're talking about rest areas in the chat room, and they bring up a good point. And Max, I was, I'm wondering if uh, this ever came up during your uh, work on the article, but uh, providing these. Um, TSC things and everything in the rest areas. Uh, the truckers pull in there, and the RVs, the RVs got them all covered up. Yeah, well, that's true. I know that um, when I did the story, there were a few uh, rest areas that uh, were set up with the TSC. Uh, there was the one in Florida, and I don't know if it's the same one that Andy is referring to. And I know up in New Jersey there was another one, um, and I believe also one in Connecticut. And I believe all those were on toll roads, as as uh, Andy alluded to. Um, so there there are some, but they're relatively few uh, so far. But um, if states have the wherewithal to 
either develop new rest areas, which would be a godsend for truckers out there, or to maybe uh, re remodel existing ones. I, th I think that would be a great uh, service uh, to provide uh, for for truckers out there. It's just, just at the point there, there just aren't very many of them so far. The only the only thing that's really holding holding it back from going being installed at traditional rest areas is that there's a federal reg regulation that prohibits um, uh, commercial services at right. rest areas. And right. and one of the things is is that um, is that um, I believe we could install it, but it would have to be through a vending type process because uh, you know you're allowed to have vending machines, and I think if we could get it through a, uh, that a trucker would be able to pay for it through a vending, and I don't know if the, I'll say vending machine, which it really isn't, but some type of a thing that would be considered vending, I think we could get it pushed through by the Federal Highway Administration and the local states, and I'd like to be able to try that in Virginia where, where we just uh, won a project there. Yeah, and Donna, we talked about this kind of similar. It kind of, kind of you know, um, I, I don't know, borderlines privatization, or, you know, we were yeah, talking about that the other day. that's been a big topic. I mean, um, of course, you know, I, I personally believe it should be that the, the rest areas uh, sh should be privatized or allowed to be. Um, it's been a topic of debate and discussion. However, right now they're not. Um, I'm not sure if on our turnpike, um, I met um, Roger Southall uh, on the turnpike, and um, he's uh, part of uh, AirDoc, and I don't know if that's considered vending or not. I mean, you put your credit card in and, um, you know, you operate it like that. Is that considered vending, Andy? Um, I, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, subject to the interpretation by by either somebody that wants it or don't doesn't want it, you know, on, on a on a maybe on a government level. So, but I mean, was I, that the idea you were talking about? Where you yes, insert your credit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, this is on on the turnpike, so it's a toll road, and you know they don't even have to worry about it. Um, right, it's, you know. non, it's a non-issue there. But um, okay, I just wanted to make sure that that's what you were, were referring to when you were talking about a, a, a vending type of operation. Yeah, something like through a credit card or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and yeah. I think all the uh, TSE locations that I'm familiar with uh, operate that way. You 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 swipe your uh, your debit or credit card and and pay for the service that way. So so for at least from that standpoint uh, that you know it would qualify but uh, whether again what the definition is and uh, where you know, wh whether that would meet federal regulations i i'm not i don't know mm -hmm. well mike uh, <clears throat> mike with idleair.com have you um uh, has your company given any thought to rest areas or are you're totally focused on uh, uh truck stops and things of that nature well, we're primarily in truck stops today, as as you know. We are looking at, and and really with the regulations, as Andy was saying, we haven't really looked into that much because uh, at this point, not feasible. Um, I think at some point in time that probably starts changing as the trucking problem becomes just more and more severe. I mean, if you think about what hours of service are going to do and more frequent breaks, those type of things, parking in some areas is uh, is a catastrophe. So. We're actually trying to look at uh, 
various solutions to help with the parking problem for the industry. For example, LA, uh, we've tried to work on different truck stop solutions and frankly just haven't been able to do that yet. And are looking at some um, some land that we can actually just put in a facility, um, not to sell fuel, not to do other things, but just to provide parking and and uh, you know have a shower, have a basic facility probably to um, to do that. But it's in areas like that, we we've all got to just really think out of the box and find other solutions. There's state, you know, there's other lands that could be looked at, but um, we're we're open to all ideas that really help the industry. Indiana Turnpike uh, does a real good job. They've got um, uh, two truck parking only uh, rest areas, and I, I suspect they probably each one of them hold maybe 150 trucks, 18 wheelers, and all they have are um, you know Johnny on the spot uh, rest area facilities there. But I mean, every one of those trucks in there is just idling away. Well, we think yeah, well, about well, doing some other. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. By doing some other facilities, we can also think about security for the equipment and the person as well as a place to rest. Uh, rest areas um, and exit and entrance ramps, those kind of things can be, especially on longer breaks, can be pretty notorious for problems. So we're hoping that uh, we can start finding ways to not just have the anti-idling, which, which is obviously uh, needed, but also security issues can be addressed. Well, you know, uh, Max, Mike, Mike brought up a good point there with the HOS rule because, I mean, that's probably going to have some sort of change in October unless they, unless they figure out a way to extend it again. But if they cut it down to 10 hours or whatever they're planning to do, that that's only going to mean uh, more uh, more trucks stopped, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, at the same time. So did these uh, did these type of regulations and possible changes coming up through the FMCSA uh have uh, you know play any part in your article did, did you uh find that as a concern or interest of anyone uh not really i i think that um any uh trucker out there is is going to be operating under some some sort of hours of service uh rules and regulations and uh it's you know it's i don't think it's it's a motivator for the the, the federal government i don't think it's really a motivator for the most part, with the companies that are providing uh, the services, but it's certainly a motivator for the for the truckers out there. I mean, they're they're going to be the ones, and their 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 companies, if they're a company driver, are going to have to come up with uh, the uh, solutions, and it, it's going to change, probably change routes. It's going to change employment if if we do have changes in hours of service. Uh, but in my research, uh, it was not something that I think is is driving um, the the move to TSE in, in the in the country like this. All right. Well, one Jay. of our uh, one of our listeners yeah. in the chat, Jason. Uh, I mean, he makes a good point. He says it should be labeled as a needed service, being that they uh, they outlaw idling. So he makes a good point. Let me uh, got a lot of callers wanting to get in. And man, I'm going to try to get. Uh, well. Florida just dropped off. Uh, let's go to oh, back again. Um, okay, caller from uh, nine four one right here in Florida. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. Uh, it's Roger from uh, AirDoc. I've been listening to the show from the beginning. Uh, All right. I'd just like to just like to say a few words. 
Sure. Our, our system is uh, what we would call a vending system, and we're able to install as little or as many units as desired. We're actively uh, talking to the bodies that, that make the decisions because a lot of the rest areas, if anything, are closing down. And with uh, the introduction of TSE, it is actually a great revenue stream which basically can support the infrastructure of rest areas down the main routes, the I-75, 95, etc. And what we're finding, it's educating not just the fleets and the drivers, but, you know, the, 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 the possibilities that various states would have by introducing uh, TSE, and I say TSE because I include Idle Air, ourselves, we can actually produce a revenue stream uh, that, is, that I believe is critical. Oh, I, can, I totally agree, Andy. I, I think you'd probably go along with that, too. Oh, yeah. I, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Roger, I, I, had, I don't know if you had heard what I said about uh, Virginia, where we had just won a project. Yeah, now, yeah. The, the, emphasis, the emphasis of that project is we have been given the green light, so to speak, to identify opportunities to generate revenue in these rest areas, uh, because what we did is we went ahead and guaranteed over $2 million dollars uh, to the uh, Virginia Department of Transportation. And uh, so now it's up to us to find areas, ways to generate revenue to help us pay all that. Well, what, but, but, uh, sorry, what, what Cascade Sierra, an organization you mentioned early in the show, are pulling TSE uh, suppliers together to form an association so we can start looking at what they call behavioral recognition because what we're faced is drivers that either have no real idea of the savings and the fleets are sort of, you know, re reluctant to embrace it. And together, if we can not only produce a national map of, of TSE sites and, and biofuel sites, but to address our marketing to these people to explain the benefits because it's it really is a win-win-win scenario right across the board and you know it's, it's going to be a matter of time but we're here to stay uh, i noticed earlier on in the show you were talking about you know whether or not companies are growing thankfully idle air which are, are the market leaders you know they're very aggressive and very comfortable we're very hot on their heels because we both are true TSE providers. The shore power uh, business model, fantastic to look after APUs. And we are looking to see if we can't tie up to do a joint venture. We've done one in Tennessee at Crossville where uh, shore power have 20 units, we've got 20 units. And with the right marketing, please, please, that will be very successful, and I'm sure it will be. Yeah, you know, and Max, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm sitting here, you know, we have, 50, we have 50 phone lines here on Truth About Truck and Live. 47 are, are full. Those in the chat room, I keep going back to your article where, you know, they're kind of sitting back and waiting to see if there's a, a demand for it. And, you know, looking at my switchboard and our listeners and callers hanging on, I mean, it appears to be. Uh, you know what these... Uh truckers who are on the line or out there who are maybe listening and need to do is uh, whenever they stop at a truck stop, uh, talk with the manager and say, you know, I, I would stop here more often if you had TSE. 
or uh, if, oh, yeah. you're a, if you're a company driver, uh, and uh, you know, go go to your uh, dispatcher, or go to your manager, or go to, go to the president of the company and say, I, you know, I would like to be able to uh, uh, not only save the the company money in in reducing uh, idling, you know, fuel costs, but uh, be more comfortable and do a good thing for the environment. So, you know, if you could, uh, you know, maybe. Lend, lend their support to contacting truck stops and and other locations out there and say you know we we'd like to use this we we would frequent your locations if you added the service so i, I think, you know come, sure. you know in, individuals who know about it or have tried it um or maybe are going to be curious after listening to the show would would look into it and um knock on some doors and and talk to people and say you know we want it yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. This is Andy. I think one thing that would really uh, be helpful to know is um, is if you could do some type of a survey to find out whether or not these idling laws are really actually being uh, enforced. Because yeah. when the day comes that they are being are going to be enforced, I think that will be the impetus to get this movement really going hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah, I think I, you're I, right. I think there's just a few, uh, probably just a few states that may be really cutting down, you know, coming on board and enforcing it. But you know, that'd be a good survey to try to find. Uh, I'll keep everybody's lines open. I uh, wanted to ask Roger a quick question. Okay, now I'm going to grab another caller from California. I'll be right with you. Oh, I just wanted to ask Roger if he, because of the way um, AirDoc is set up. Uh, do you foresee um, going into the rest areas as as Andy was talking about this vending type of uh, to bypass the law? Yeah, we, we've uh, actively uh, sort of approached this through various clean cities and, and DOEs, and the EPA are very keen. But we are hitting a brick wall. I've spoken to trucking associations and. and you know, trying to find ways that we can sort of just get in, and 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 it is very difficult. Uh, and at, at this moment in time, we are drawing a blank. But but it, it will be a matter of time because if the laws are enforced, the trucking industry need places to hook up because you know if you're in Florida and it's 95, or as uh, Mike said down in Texas, it's been 105 in Dallas. If they haven't got the, the spaces to hook up on, what are they expecting the drivers to do? So right. sooner or later, something's got to give because the country can't survive without the trucking industry. Oh, exactly. Let's go to, let's jump over to California and uh, Patches, I, that might be you there. I'll grab you. Patches is a, a driver, so we'll hear from a driver uh but let's jump over to uh, California. Uh, area code eight five eight. Welcome to the show. Caller from hello. California. Yeah, yes, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, how Hi. you doing? I'm well. How are you doing today? Doing great. Well, I am the uh, owner of the truck stop in uh, Crossville, Tennessee, which is called Eco Travel Plaza, uh-huh. and. Uh, that is so the one that Roger was just talking about, which has uh, we have a, a split between uh, shore power and air dock. We have both units on our property. Okay. And, uh, 
I just wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, you know, the, 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 on the uh, ESC, I mean, the, the, the choice for the driver is, you know, we give them free parking right now. I'm out, you know, most places in the country give drivers free parking, which is a pretty good deal in, in some sense. Sure. Uh, but, but using TSE, it's like if they pull in, we'll give them a $20 bill to park there because that's how much they're going to save at today's gas or diesel prices if they stay there eight hours. In other words, we'll effectively allow them to earn $20 while they're parked at our site. And that's something they can't get at a site that doesn't have TSE. Well, sure. Well, from a simple dollars and cents standpoint, especially if you're an owner-operator, uh, I mean, there's just no reason in the world why somebody shouldn't take advantage of it. Yeah, Max, and that just goes back to, uh, I mean, to me it's a no-brainer. I mean, you know, especially owner-operator, well, fleets as well. I mean, it's it's all about saving money. Well, the fleets as well, but uh, from the from the driver's standpoint, I mean, if he's not going to sure. get reimbursed by the fleet, then it's very difficult. The driver has, you know, he has to make decisions as to how much of his money he's going to pay for creature comforts. Sure. And, and I can understand where a fleet driver may succumb to a conclusion he can't do this every day. He can't pay for the fleet to save three fifty or four dollars a gallon while he's dishing out the money. For the TSE, so it's right. really on. I mean, he is going to save the fleet the money if they will reimburse him. And it, I can't understand why fleets, who always say this is such a low-margin business, that they're not out there trying to save money for themselves, yeah. because they could save uh, two fifty an hour. All they have to do is reimburse the driver. There are there uh, are fleets out there that are. Uh, committed to this, I, I know that uh, there's uh, one in uh, Oregon, uh, SOS Transportation. Um, they're going in the direction of um, having a future trucks they buy to be uh, set up for electrification. And uh, a lot of their existing trucks already have shore power connections. So there, there are some fleets that are doing this. Um, I, I don't know about the, the, the big fleets across the country, but you're right. Uh, the, the ones that are installing uh, equipment on their uh, tractors and trailers to uh, wind drag and that sort of thing, I think would be uh, looking at this very favorably as something that is going to further uh, reduce uh, fuel consumption. Now, whether it's $4 a gallon or $3 a gallon, if you can save, um, money every time one of your drivers stops at a place because he's not idling. Um, that's something I think our fleets, like I mentioned before, should be uh, should be demanding it. Sounds pretty yeah. obvious, doesn't it? You well, know, Max I wanted right to on. comment also on the two other topics that have been brought up recently. Okay. And the first, the first one is about enforcement. And the quick answer to that is no, they're not being enforced because law enforcement has enough problems right now trying to to do the difficult things that they do uh, versus uh, enforcing environmental laws. You're absolutely I mean, right. They don't even enforce. If somebody does a, a drive-off and uh, you know steals $300 worth of uh, fuel from us, 
they won't even write a report up on that. They don't have time for that stuff. So the short answer, and I've been to, I've been to uh, some of the places where they have these laws up in the, up in the Northeast, and they, there's no enforcement. They they have a big sign out there, but it just is not practical. And the second question is about the toll roads. And, you know, the toll roads, the obvious, you know, it sounds pretty interesting. We're going to put electrification on these uh, toll road uh, spots, and that's probably okay. But when you talk about commercialization, what's going to happen is, uh, first of all, NATSO, which is uh, a big uh, independent truck stop organization, is fighting this tooth and nail. They're 100% against it because... If they put up these government uh, truck stops, uh, it's going to put uh, independent and every truck. It's going to put a challenge to every truck stop out there. In other words, you're going to gain rest area truck stops, but you're going to lose the ones that are there now, and you'll probably end up with a net loss in the number of parking spaces available. So the quest, this isn't such an easy, obvi- you know, obvious thing. Oh, we'll just add some more. It'll be great. We're going to have more spots, more parking, more security, and so on and so forth. But guess what? You're going to lose many independent operators of truck stops like myself. If we have to compete with the government, we're probably out of business. And you may even lose some pilots and some loves, uh, for that matter, because uh, it's, it's hard enough to compete in this business without competing against the government. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I totally agree. Let's go from, uh, uh, time's winding down here, so i got to grab, let me try to grab a few. I don't know if I can get to everybody, but uh, I think this is uh, Patches, maybe here from a, from a uh, driver's viewpoint. Uh, we'll, we'll go from California to Delaware, area code 302. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's me, Alan. Uh, what's going uh, I've on, got Patches? to agree uh, with rest area uh, electrification, but there's one problem. You're going to have RVs parking in to uh, the locations where the trucks are supposed to be. And as far as that independent uh, uh, truck stop owner, you've got the same problem there. Unless you put uh, signs up there and enforce it, trucks only. There's the problem. If you don't have trucks only, everybody and their son's going to want these spots. So what, what will you gain? If the driver yeah. himself cannot be safe and have adequate sleep, how many more wrecks are going to be on the highway? Even if the federal government gets into this, you've got to look at trucker safety. That's it. That's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it's kind of like the rest areas, too. Uh, a few rest areas have signs that says truck parking only, but uh, that's not being enforced either. So, I mean, RVs and everybody and four-wheelers and everybody, I mean, I've had them all in there. So, I mean, that's a good point. Um, another driver viewpoint, uh, area code 760, maybe Desiree. Welcome to the show. Hi. Yes, it's me. Hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. What a great dialogue that you have going here. Um, up on the Ohio Turnpike are, are the pictures I took where they actually have the vending machines for the RV parking area where you have this, you know, electrification, you have some power source. And I took pictures of this that I put on that post, the green idea. And adjacent to that, you have the truck parking. And what's missing is that power unit 
So they've actually separated that parking area, the truckers, from the RV, and it's noticeable. Why are you giving it to recreational people, vending situation, but you're not doing it for these commercial drivers over here? I've already had a lot of drivers contact me to find out how they could retrofit their trucks because they've gotten wise enough to realize they can take their tractor over to the RV section and start using these systems. So they're really ready for it. And one of the things that I wrote about in that post, The Green Idea, which I put up on the Pickens plan because he's talking about all kinds of different alternative ways to reduce emissions and natural gas, everything, so I had put it over there. And one of the things that I had brought up was these terminals, my terminal, for example, in Tennessee, over the weekend we might have five rows of trucks, bobtails sitting there with no load idling. If I was the CEO looking out the top window, I'd see dollar signs coming out of the top of that. You know, they're charging the drivers more than the price of diesel to drop to idle. They're getting charged out of their paycheck. So if you had these satellite um, um, systems there, these shore power, these these, um, electrification um, things built at the terminals where we had to sit for three days straight, they would be saving money. They've got to be able to see the wisdom in this instead of charging these poor drivers um, three, five dollars an hour for idling because they went over. So what I always think is the dispatchers, they've got, somebody mentioned going to the dispatchers, they don't really care. You're going to have to go at these CEOs and you're just going to have to bring it and throw the ball in their court. There's no reason all those bobtails should be sitting back there on their property, a stationary place where they could install these units and have these trucks sitting there being comfortable and not idling their fuel. So some of these same carriers that are resistant are going and accepting the SmartWay EPA award, being a partner. They're not providing an APU for these drivers, but they could have this stuff installed right on their terminals across the country and be helping everybody out. So. Well, I think Max made a good point, Desiree, when he said that um, if the drivers are willing to pay for it themselves, then that's Mm -hmm. another way the the company can save money. In other words, the drivers aren't going to freeze or... um, Right, and one thing I, I want to make, you know, and we brought that up, this up at my company, we were getting charged idle, $5 per hour. Well, the fuel wasn't even that much, but it was not an option for us to go and put $20 in the tank from my money and take the receipt and take it off my taxes at the end of the year. That was not an option because that Qualcomm is recording the time that the tr- tires are not moving so it is it is providing them some statistical data at the end of the year where they go look at us we kept our emissions down we get to be on the top 10 partners list for smartway epa well they got that because these drivers are so petrified they're going to get that money taken out of their paycheck they're sitting in there in stifling heat. And the contest you guys were talking about with the horror stories, that's great because those stories need to come out because there's some drivers putting themselves in some horrific 
uh, situations because they don't want to get charged to idle. They don't want to get yelled at from their dispatcher for idling. And when that Qualcomm is ticking away, um, calculating that stuff, it doesn't matter who pays for it. That machine is is giving some data to the carrier to benefit for some other program. So whenever I see they're on the SmartWay EPA list, I always look at the tractor. I see the little logo on there, and I always look in the back to see if they have an APU or any kind of thing, because to me that tells me they're cheating the system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yours. And we've we've written about that too um, about a year ago, I think, about the same time about the. Um, Drivers, you know, just in the heat and with all the anti-idling laws and suffering. Yeah. And uh, so I think the more this comes out, the more um, the companies are either going to have to install an APU in the truck or um, come up with a, some kind of provision for the truck stop electrification where, where they pay for it instead of saying, well, if it gets hot enough or cold enough for them, they'll, they'll buy it themselves. So, um, I, you know, I, I just don't – I think it needs to, to come out um, and an awareness needs to take place uh, what drivers go through. The other thing, too, is the safety um, you know, they're expected to drive, um, you know, 11 hours a day and uh, be alert. How can you be alert if you're freezing or dying of the heat and then get up and drive 11 hours? This this should also be made to, uh, as an awareness, uh, as a safety issue. So, yeah, well, uh, just like Jason said in the uh, chat room, you know, it should be, should be labeled as a needed service because it is. Uh, <coughs> Got a got a few minutes left. Let's go to uh, caller in Pennsylvania, area code four one two. Got a few minutes left here. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Yes. Hi, Alan Donna. This is Damien. Hi. Hey, Damien. Hey. Good. Hey. Um. Glad to hear everything's going good. And uh, I was just listening to the comments, and um, you know, uh, all the players. I think should be interested in, in doing a study, I would think, because if you remember, the IRS service people at the federal government based their whole 10-hour rule or 11-hour rule based on a study for eight hours of sleep. And if anybody could do some research and come up with a study of how your sleep is affected by excessive heat, which I would say right around 75 to 80 degrees, or excessive cold, heat being the worst because it's hard to cool off, uh, in the summer, uh, you know, how that affects your performance. And I think you would get a lot more action from the government on insisting that the companies would do something other than um, charge the drivers for using the service. See, I, I don't think some of the people are aware that the company wouldn't be saving money by giving the drivers credits for usage because they expect the driver simply to not idle the truck. That's what we're expected to do. You know, so it, it's still it's it's still going to cost the company the dollar to an hour because previously they're not paying the driver anything, and in uh, Desiree's case, they're probably even making money <laughs> on the drivers. You know, buying the service. Sure they are. Yeah. Oh, sure. So sure which they is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know. So um, I think if you could research and come up with these studies, I think you would get you know a lot more action on something that would be less crazy from what they're doing now. And I, I really like the idea of putting it on site. A lot of times, like you're taking a 34 at a terminal or something, your only option 
would be to go to a hotel. It's going to cost you $50. Rather than if this service is, you know, at a dollar to an hour, I think a lot of the drivers would use it, you know, if they're laid over at the terminal. The companies like the drivers these days to stay at the terminals. They think it's safer, you know, to have everybody housed in the in the, right. the hen kitchen, so to speak. So, um, you know, I, I think um, to get more action, more help, and, you know, more synergies, uh, you know, the government's only going to listen to a scientific study from what I'm reading in articles about these hours of service rules. They're, you know, they're not going to go with anything else but science. And, you know, science can be manipulated, and uh, I think you did a show on the sleep apnea, how they can manipulate statistics and so forth. But I think it's pretty much common sense, too, and somebody has to have done studies on this, but I never hear people quoting the studies. I mean, you're saying the obvious. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's perfectly obvious. Anybody can see that. But, you know, to to get anywhere with the powers that be, you know, they're they're only listening to um, scientific studies, from what I understand. Right. Yeah. Well, good point. And and uh, um, I apologize to the other callers hanging, but time's winding down here a little bit. We'll we'll be wrapping it up. But appreciate appreciate it. Uh, Max, did any any uh, did you come across any kind of studies or anything when you were doing this uh, article? No, nothing that would uh, that would address this or or support it. I think that uh, uh, the the caller is is right that uh, uh, the uh, back and forth on, on hours of service, the uh, FMCSA always uh, seems to want um, scientific proof of a position one way or another, and, and that's, that's what they'll look at. Um, it's going to be difficult to sort of link the two between, uh, I don't know, safety and, and uh, whether or not they got a good night's sleep and uh, the... Right. the Result of that coming from either idling or not idling, and uh, or using a, a, a you know an electrification unit or not, uh, I, I think that would be a tough link to uh, to prove one way or another. But um, I, I think that uh, to co- you know address this is 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 companies uh, such as Idle Air pushing forward on this. Uh, uh, truck stops, uh, seeing this as, as a good business model, um, carriers uh, seeing that this is a is is a way that they can uh, make their drivers more comfortable and, and more productive, and uh, owner operators um, seeing this as something that that can help them save money and and uh, be more comfortable at the same time. I think that all these different segments of the situation uh, can advance it if they can, um, you know, talk either among themselves or, or talk to their fleets or talk to the, the truck stops and, and say, you know, we want this. Uh, uh, I, I don't think we can re- rely on the government other than maybe some funding. And, uh, again, that's uh, this, this current project, the STEP project, that will effectively almost double the number of truck stops, if, if they can find 50 truck stops to sign up for the program, um, is, is a step in that direction. But, um, you know, beyond, oh, yeah. beyond, beyond that funding, uh, I don't know what's, what's going to happen after that. And so it's, it's going to take private money, and it's going to take a, a demand for the, for the services from the, uh, from the truckers out there. 
Well, I think we're hearing a lot of uh, a lot of demand and interest from this show. Our, our switch, my switchboard's almost full up here, and we couldn't even get to all the callers. So, well, we'll see how it goes out. I mean, this uh, we'll have to do it again. An hour and a half has uh, slipped by pretty fast here, but uh, Alan, uh, uh, this is yeah. And uh, I that, that the site uh, that has the locations for the the current uh, truck stop locations. Uh, it's yeah. Of energy site and it's uh, www.af as in Frank, D as in Delta, C as in Charlie. Dot energy. Dot gov, and then once you get there, you look for truck stop electrification, and then you can follow the prompts or click on the sites after that. But uh, okay. Uh, www.afdc.energy.gov will be the starting point, and then just look for truck stop electrification, and that will show you what was existing uh, roughly about uh, July, and uh, certainly there are new ones coming online uh, monthly, and as the um, program with uh, uh, Shore Power Technologies and Cascade Sierra, Sierra advances, uh, that number will increase. And the, um, I think the, the Department of Energy site is going to be updated fairly regularly. So what you see uh, in, in the story I did uh, will be different from what you'll see online if, if, you, if you go there today. Okay, sounds good. Appreciate you giving out that site. And listen, thanks for joining us this evening and sharing your expertise and insight about this subject. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure, Alan. Uh, invite me again. I look forward to it. Uh, we'll have you back on for sure. And it's a great show. And listen, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with important announcements and begin the countdown to wrapping up this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. So. We shall return. Hang with us. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Don't go anywhere. Alan will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with the Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, 
do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. All right, and we're back. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, Donna, we're running a little bit over here, but I know you've got some important information to share with us. Go ahead. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to get through it real quick for you. Um, first, I want to say um, on Jason's Law, that's uh, for more safe truck parking, which kind of goes all along with the show, and um, there on, sept- on September 8th, uh, we're having another national call-in called the Transportation Committee at 202-225-9446. Tell them that you want H.R. 1803 Jason's Law put into the transportation bill. Uh, Let them know your story, why you want this uh, put in the bill, and how it concerns everyone's safety, the driver, the general public, everyone. If drivers don't have a restful night's sleep, it's a safety hazard for everyone. Again, that's 202-225-9446. We're six. Um, Hope Reivenberg, uh, she's going to be at the convention on the 15th, uh, and, of course, she's the crusader of Jason's Law, and she started the September 8th call-in. And uh, we hope to see everyone there and see her win her, uh, the winner of the Making a Difference Award that she was voted on by the uh, people on Facebook. And uh, she has won a paid Florida vacation by theloadpost.com, one of our bronze sponsors. And I I just want to say this. I don't know if everybody noticed it, if you even noticed this, Alan. Every single person on this show tonight is going to be at the truck driver convention on the 15th. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, everyone, I I don't know about the gentleman in, um, in, uh, I believe it was Illinois, uh, Eco Travel Plaza. He was the only one I wasn't sure of. But everyone else is, uh, that was on the lines tonight, um, including um, Trucker's News, is going to be there. So now he was in Tennessee, I think. Oh, was he in? Te- oh, that's right, Crossville, Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. So um, anyway, I just observed that. I just thought I'd throw oh, okay. it out there. Oh, cool. <laughs> Truckers Against Trafficking big press conference uh, was at Gats. Uh, the famous trucker, uh, Trucker Willie, gave his story. He was the fella who. Um, Saved those. Um, I, I forgot how many, Alan. You wrote the story on the blog a while ago. Um, was it nine girls or uh, from uh, prostitution yeah, and nine. broke up that ring? Of, right. uh, of, well, he was over at the um, at Gats, and they did have a big press conference. Kyla Lieberg was there with her sister Candice Pal- uh, Paris. And Kyla will also be at the convention on October 15th. She's going to have all her literature, and I'm sure she's going to be stepping up to the podium and making her statement. Um, let's see. Uh, there was a big day Tuesday and Wednesday as the FMC had their Motor Carrier Safety Advisory Committee had their med- meeting. Rich Wilson of Trans Products uh, Services, who's also our speaker uh, at the convention for uh, the DOT regulations, um, he attended that meeting. Um, as everyone knows, uh, OIDA was, uh, recently had a big part in the LDR rule, which was thrown out or vacated, uh, as it's an invasion of privacy to drivers. So kudos to them. Thank you. Uh, the new proposal rule will need to be rewritten, and I'm sure they will rewrite it. Uh, but anyway, um, Rich was there. OIDA was actually a part of the group panel uh, who represented the drivers during the discussion. 
as far as the Mexican uh, discussions went, it was uh, uh, some of the things were pretty curious. Uh, a statement was made by Bill Quaid of the FMCSA, and he said the cross-border pilot program is about the safety of Mexican trucks, not about Mexican security. Um, I think, or maybe that was driver security, or I'll have to check that quote. But that ha- that raised a few eyebrows, so people were a little <laughs> concerned about that. Uh, also noted during the meeting was that the Mexican drivers can have more than one CDL, and they are not under any obligation to give all of their CDL licenses to anyone. They can pick and choose. Um, they will be asked if they have more, but they will not be obligated to um, offer them. We're going to be discuss wow. yeah we're going to be discussing a lot of other things that went on during that meeting uh, with Rich Wilson um, in an up and coming show. Uh, there is a new uh, a new fund started up for truckers. It's called the JRB Memorial Fund. Uh, website www.jrbm is in Mary fund.org. It was started by a group of uh, truckers trying to help other truckers. Um, who were actually turned down from other charities, whether it be St. Christopher or trucker charities. But anyway, they decided there's a lot more people in need out there, so they have started up a memorial fund. We'll have more on that uh, for you. And you could just go to the www.jrbmfund.org. Uh, I spoke to Doug Jones today. He sounded great. Um, as you know, Doug uh, hurt his back. He's with Truckers Tracks. That's the band that's going to be playing at the convention. And but he sounds much better. Um, and I was glad uh, glad to hear his voice today. I uh, hope he's listening. Uh, the first annual truck driver convention. October 15th. We look forward to everyone being there. We've had a surge of people signing up, and this is going to be the first time you're going to hear this, guys. I was on the phone with the Gold Strike, and we will give everybody till the 15th. Um, I mean, it's really, really pushing it, but if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, and and it's going to be the very last extension because – it's really difficult to do something like this without a head count, but we we will give you till the 15th and, unless the seats are all taken. Um, goal of the convention is to unite and honor drivers and those who support them. Uh, it's going to be in a beautiful uh, atmosphere. Um, we feel it's worthy of career sacrifices and commitments. We'll be able to discuss, debate, ask questions, strategize solutions, and be advised by um, many of the industry uh, expert leaders, such as um, let have- me uh, let me jump in here real quick. Our um, time's winding down. The live streaming will uh, end in about two minutes. So if you're listening, okay. <laughs> oh no, hold on. And uh, so in about two minutes, we'll be leaving uh, leaving being live on the air. So you won't be able to hear us, but you will be able to hear what we say after we leave the air on the archive show. So it keeps recording. But the live stream will be ending in about one and a half minutes. So just so you'll know, uh, if you want to hear the rest, uh, it'll be on the archive show. So in about one and a half minutes, we'll be leaving you uh, live. Um, appreciate you tuning in and hanging with us. And uh, what we say after we leave the air live will be uh, will be included on our archive show. So thanks for joining us again. 
and uh, we'll see you next time. But go ahead, Donna. We've got about a minute, but you can keep going because it'll be recorded on our archive. Okay. I just want to mention our plat- our sponsors. We're very grateful to Dancing Skeleton, our platinum sponsor. Gold is Hajion, Silver Pilot Flying J, Travel Centers, Air Dock. Uh, Bronze's Idle Air, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, The Load Post, Hotels for Truckers, Driver's Source, the Truckers Forum, Trans Products and Trans Services, Trucker to Trucker, OIDA, Zeta, Aries Manufacturing, COBA, Truck Drivers Money Saving Tips, Transport Designs, and Aeroflow. Uh, we're very grateful to them. We still are accepting Bronze sponsors only for about the next 10 days or a week or 10 days. Um, Email for that is info at tr- uh, truckingsocialmedia.com or the phone number to call 352-465-7476. Uh, I just wanted to go over our speakers again. Paul Taylor will be speaking about uh, trucking employment law. Then we have uh, Eddie Gachui of uh, Trip, uh, Trip Street Central. Trip, Trip Sheet Central. <laughs> yes, Trip Sheet Central. Uh, we'll be speaking uh, about business, uh, trucking jobs and careers, James McCormick, regulatory, Richard Wilson, social media, will be Landon Middleton, Alive Entertainment with Doug Jones, Johnny Neal, Jan McCarter, and the rest of the trucker ch- tracks. We're very grateful to have Kyla Lieberg of Truckers Against Trafficking, Hope Rivenberg of Jason's Law, David Ayers and Barry Allen, the writers of When the Big Rigs Don't Roll, Say a Prayer for Jason, and the human trafficking song, I'm Not for Sale. Again, uh, for tickets, just go to truckingsocialmedia.com, or if you need to send us an email, info at truckingsocialmedia.com. We look forward to seeing everybody in October. We've got six weeks. It's winding down, and um, we're just really excited. Uh, Boy, you got that in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will be leaving you here in just a few seconds if we haven't already live. But like I said, uh, what we say afterwards uh, will be on our archive show. But we're winding it down. Was that it, Donna? That's it for me. I, I kind of I left a little bit out, but I got the highlights in. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, appreciate uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, appreciate you joining this evening, as always. John D. Batista, he'll be performing live at the first annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention. Amazing talent. Just him and his guitar. Check him out at myspace.com forward slash John D. Batista. And he'll take us out of here on a very lively note. Here's John D. Batista with Dreaming. And for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Uh, thanks, Donna, for hanging with me and doing a great job. All you drivers out there, drive safe, and thanks for listening. I've been dreaming all my life. Singing my song by the light of the night Walking down those country roads Right outside my back door Down to the city where the stars in the sky Don't shine no more I don't want to look back at yesterday 
So I'm dreaming harder these days I've got my six-string pox in the back of the car, but beside my fishing pole. I've got all my dreams right in front of me as I'm driving down the road. I'm singing along to the radio and I'm riding on the dial. I'm careful not to listen to anything sad, I don't want to lose a smile. Can't change what happened anyway. Again, thanks everybody for joining us. Really appreciate it. And I hope to see you at the Truck Driver Convention, truckingsocialmedia.com. Check it out. And we'd love to have you there. So until next time, be safe. And we'll catch you next time right here on Truth About Trucking Live. Have a good night. <laughs>